What's going on, you beautiful youth workers? I hope you're well today. Hope you're having an awesome, awesome weekend. As I am, I just got uh, through uh, watching the Aziz and Sorry comedy special, which is really short. It's maybe 20 minutes long. It's him doing a bit down at the Comedy Cellar in New York City, I believe. And uh, hilarious, I have to say. It's, uh, it's, it's had me, it's very few, very few comedians that just make me laugh out loud. And, and he had me rolling. So uh, I recommend it if you want uh, a little dose of uh, truth telling. Uh, he does a really, really good job of that, all the while being funny. In other news, I just found out that I'm preaching tomorrow. You ever get that call? You ever get that call on a Saturday that maybe your, your pastor's not feeling well or something's going on? And can you preach tomorrow? Of course I can. I always say yes. I'm sure you do too. I don't know any youth pastor that says, nah, I think I'll pass. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to preach tomorrow and I'm excited for that. It'll really be my first time in front of this congregation uh, bringing the word. I've gotten up, done some announcements, things like that. But this will be my first time being in front of them. So uh, by the time you hear this, uh, the event will be over. And uh, I hope that uh, people will have heard what the Lord was saying, not what I was saying. And I'm going to talk about discipleship. I'm going to talk about the five core values of discipleship. So I'm excited about that because that's kind of my, it's my whole deal. That's my thing. That's what I really believe in is this discipleship thing, this following of Jesus thing. And I'm excited to share it with them. Now today, I'm ready to share with you about separating high school and middle school. And I'm also very excited about that uh, because I've been through it uh, through several youth ministries and, and I've done it in different ways at different places. And so I'm going to be sharing with you uh, some ideas and thoughts on the pros and cons of doing that. Before we get into that, I want to tell you that I have uploaded uh, now 18 free youth ministry resources. They're pay what you want and you can choose zero. It's perfectly fine. Some are, it just says zero and then it gives you an option to you know pay what you want, but take it for free. It's perfectly fine. And uh, I'll put a link down in the show notes and I'm just going to keep adding to this list of free youth ministry resources, all kinds of things on there. There's a, there's a responsive reading about love using 1 Corinthians 13. So if you're in need of something uh, worshipful uh, that you want to use with your students this month, uh, that's there. Uh, there's lessons. There's all kinds of things you can use. So you can head over to my website, thedisciplesproject.net, and up there in the menu bar, you'll see free stuff. So you just click on that and then you go to the resources. And then, uh, oh, if you don't want to do that, you can just click the link down in the show notes and, and that'll get you there as well. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is separating high school and middle school. And I believe that is the question you must ask first. Should I, do I need to separate? I know everybody's got an idea about that, but I'm going to share with you four cons and four pros uh, of doing that. And you ultimately have to look at your own scenario and your own context and say, okay, is this something we need to do right now? And the other question is, how are you going to separate them out? In other words, are you launching a separate middle school ministry or are you simply uh, separating the groups during a time of teaching, right? So you're, you're, you know, there's this balance here of what you're attempting to do and, but in either or is fine. It's just a question of, you know, what are you needing to do? And I've done it both ways where I've had a separate 
junior high uh, middle school ministry that met on its own. It had its own worship and it's had its own stuff. And But the majority of the ways that I've, I've separated out middle school and high school is usually for teaching time. It just gives them an opportunity to be separate for a little while and then bring them back so they are not overwhelmed with FOMO, fear of missing out, and uh, because that's that's the deal there. They're, they're nervous about that. Uh, but let me go ahead and jump into the four cons, okay? The four cons of uh, dividing your group. First of all, there's a loss of energy, momentum. And listen, I don't know your makeup. So, you know, I don't know how many middle school you have, and I don't know how many high school you have, but... You know, if you're going to launch and you say, okay, we're going to have a separate thing and it's going to be its own thing, each thing's going to have its own thing, well, then you're not going to have the same dynamics. Now, you can always get momentum back. That's fine. Each group, you know, you'll lose momentum short term, but each group will and can get its own momentum uh, and, and grow by itself potentially. Because if you're dividing your group to launch its own thing and you only have 10 middle school students and you have 40 high school students, well, you can keep momentum going maybe in a group of 40 like that, but that group of 10 is going to feel like it's kind of off on the side and they're, they're starting a whole thing. And you got to go through a whole process for that before you even, you know, think about doing that. You got to, you know, talk to your pastor, talk to parents and come up with all the the whys and wherefores of, of why that is. Why are you wanting to do this? If you're doing it for teaching time, well, there's no permanency to that. You're doing it during, you know, uh, certain seasons and certain times, maybe that you're breaking them out and then they all come back together. You know, maybe you're doing it, you're together for worship, separate for teaching and back for game time or something like that. So I would just recommend weighing that, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're doing a completely separate separation of them, uh, weigh the fact that you'll lose a little bit of momentum uh, short term uh, in doing that. The second con I would say is complaints. Yes, complaints. If you're doing a complete separate thing, once again, if you're just doing it during worship time, not going to be that big a deal. You'll get maybe some rumbling and things like that, but for the most part, not. But if you're doing a total separation and we're launching a separate middle school thing or those things, you're going to have some of those because they're going to be those borderline kids who think they belong with the high school because they are mature. And that's your eighth graders or ninth graders, depending. And you say they're going to give you flack because like, well, I'm mature enough. I can do this. Uh, I can be a part. And then you're going to have parents who say, well, my little Johnny or my little Susie, they're mature enough. They could be with the high school group. Or you're going to hear uh, the complaint that, well, you know, I like it if they're siblings, right? Uh, you know that, uh, but I, I want them to be together. I want my, I want, I want my kids to be in the same room together. I don't want them to be separate because they kind of need each other, whatever that is. And, and you're going to have to go through all the downside of separating them and then come up with answers for each of the objections you may hear. Now, I just gave you a few of them, but you're going to have to go through you know, a process, you know, of, of answering questions and, and taking a really uh, decent amount of time uh, to listen to parents, to listen to kids, listen to those, and then say, look, we're just going to pull the trigger on this, but you need to take time to be able to listen to that. So be aware that complaints are incoming. Number three is staffing and training. If it's a, if once again, and this, and this applies to both, this applies both really to the separate teaching time and the uh, you know complete launch side of things that if you say, look, how am I going to staff it? What do I have staff-wise right now? Do I have enough adults to go with 
uh, the teenagers during teaching time? Do I have enough adults that are going to go with the high school uh, during this time? Uh, and if you're launching separate things and you're trying to put on a completely separate thing with separate worship and separate stuff like that, well, then you're going to have to think about staffing. And then you think about training, right? If you're wanting to train middle school leaders and train high school leaders, you can do that together in the sense of, you know, you don't necessarily have to have two staff meetings, uh, but it is going to require you to think in two separate ways to be able to make sure that junior high folks are getting what they need and senior high folks are getting what they need. You can still have a group meeting with them, uh, everybody together, but you're still going to have to think and and put more work and time into uh, making sure that each group understands the group in which they're working with. And the fourth and final con that you have is going to be space. Where am I going to put them. And this is true of even if it's just during the teaching time, because you're going to say, okay, uh, I want to put them here. Will they fit in this classroom? And what if it grows, right? What if this thing grows? What am I going to do with them then? So you have to think in all of those terms. And I always say it's best to deal with things in experimental terms that, hey, look, we're going to try this. It's not going to be a permanent thing, but maybe there's a season that you give it a shot and you see what it looks like over three or four months and then begin to evaluate and then kind of go from there. So yeah, so the four cons are loss of energy, momentum, uh, complaints, staffing and training, and space. Now let's move on to the, the pros here. What are the pros of this? Well, first of all, each group can kind of see where it needs to grow, right? Well, you'll be able to see each group individually. If, you, if you're doing a full launch, you get to see how each group can grow itself, if it can do that, because you may have a lot of you know, if your middle school is made up of a majority of homeschool kids, let's say, well, that might be a struggle, but you're going to have to take that into consideration before you ever do that. If you are splitting just for teaching time, you're going to get even a better look, though, of them. The, the, the pro is that you can see where their needs are, where they're not part of the mass, but they're part of their, their individuals that you're teaching directly to middle school students. And you kind of see where they're at spiritually growth, right? Not, so you have numeric growth and you have spiritual growth. You'll be able to see both with a certain amount of clarity. Number two, you can be able to discipline better. So if you have a large group and you're trying to do discipline with 40 or 50 middle school and high school, well, maybe discipline's a problem. I don't know. But if they're in separate groups, well, discipline can take on a different role because you're able to spot things faster. You're able to know what's going on. You know if so-and-so is getting bullied. Uh, You know if somebody's not paying attention. You know know, if there's going to be a problem or an issue. So uh, yeah, so being able to see those things is definitely a pro because discipline, all discipline is, is an opportunity for relationship. I know that maybe you don't like it, but in my, in my view, when I've whenever I've had to discipline somebody, it just it's just an opportunity for a relationship and to build a relationship and a different kind of relationship if uh, that kind of discipline is done uh, in a certain way. The third pro is identity. So if you're going to separate high school and middle school, are you going to create? The different identities, right? Are you going to say, okay, this is a, the we're going to brand the high school group this, the middle school group that? That's fine, but you're also going to be able to build the identity of each group to be able to meet needs based on each of those groups. And clearly, middle school students have a greater need maybe for games, and high school uh, students need more time and focus on in-depth discussion possibly. So 
each group then gets to have its kind of own identity that this is who we are if you're launching separately. If you're doing a teaching time, I also think you have an opportunity to get there uh, to build identity, much like, you know, when students go to school together. You know, they get, they're all in the third grade together, then they go to the fourth grade and the fifth grade and so forth, and they all kind of move up in the class together. Well, even if you're doing separate teaching times, you're still building that identity that they're going through a series together. You're going through, uh, you know, outreaches or whatever they're doing. They're, they're doing it together. They're collectively building their identity as middle school and as high school. So that can be done both through the teaching time and through the separate launches that if you're going to launch them separately. And the fourth and final pro I'll give you is this, is targeted teaching. And if you're, if you teach on dating and relationships, if you don't know this, uh, middle school and high school <laughs> need it to be taught differently. Uh, and once again, not, I'm not talking about watering it down. So I'm talking about what does a middle school student need to know and what does a high school student need to know? Uh, it's vastly different from a seventh grade boy and a high school girl. And so dividing the groups gives you the opportunity to do more targeted teaching. If you're going to teach on you know, if you're teaching on biblical topics, maybe there's not so much difference in that. But if you're going uh, in, in, you know, topical things, uh, issues of the day, whether it's dating or whether it's drugs or whether it's, you know, bullying or whatever it is, these kind of things then apply to the different groups in different ways. And you're able to target that teaching to a specific group rather than trying to squeeze all that teaching in maybe to meet the needs of both groups at the same time. And that's it, guys. That's my take on separating middle school and high school. If you have questions, you can always hit me up 205-260-7229. You can send me your questions about this topic or make your recommendations for to me and say, hey, Paul, could you do an episode on this? Uh, I would love to be able to do that. And you can always just send nice notes or, you know, a smiley emoji and say, hey, Paul, Paul, that's for you. Thanks for thanks for this episode or thanks for doing the podcast. So just send me a text and number one, don't make it weird. And number two, I don't save numbers. So whatever your message comes in, it just kind of goes away after that. And don't forget the link down below. Go to the discipleproject.net and you can click on the free stuff. And there are 18 free youth ministry resources sitting there for you. Now, as we wrap up, as I always do, I like to tell you that you are a fantastic youth worker. I don't know if people are telling you that. I'm telling you that because I believe that. I believe there's hundreds, there are hundreds of youth workers who listen to this podcast. And there's a majority of those youth workers who don't feel like they're very good youth workers. They feel like they're treading water and you might be one of them. And so when I'm saying this, I'm talking to you and saying, listen, you're a good youth worker. You're doing everything you know how to do. You're listening to this podcast. You're trying to learn. You're reading books. You're expanding your mind. You're, you're doing all kinds of things. You're praying. I'm assuming you're praying. I assume that you have the basics down, that you pray, read your Bible. And if you are listening to this podcast, that tells me that you want to have a successful youth ministry. That's the whole point of this podcast is to help you stay motivated in your youth ministry moving forward. That's the whole deal. But can I tell you something? Your youth ministry doesn't go very far if you're not going far, if you're not healthy, if you don't feel good about what you're doing, if you don't feel like you're doing a good job, can't tell you what, it gets down in the mud sometimes. And I don't want you to be there. I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to love what you do. And if my little words of encouragement that you're doing a good job and you're just going to get better at it helps you get out of the mud, then I am all for it. And I love 
doing it. And that's it for this episode, everyone. You guys have a great week ahead, and we'll talk to you soon.